And welcome back to Red Country. We legitimately thought we were halfway through an episode already. Yeah. 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 I don't know what we're going to talk about now. Yeah. All the good. <laughs> I think we're all the good. It. All the good stuff is gone. Yeah. Hmm. No. So, uh, I wanted to share a story again with you guys because I didn't feel like you really fully appreciated it. You guys just made fun of me, but. What? I had, had a scary dream the other night, and I woke up, and the first thought was, hey, I'm going to talk to Chat GPT. And I plugged it in there. I was like, hey, Chat GPT, why in my dream last night was I on a cliff holding my son and my dad, and I had a decision to make, and I let my dad go and save my son. Oh, and shit. Chat GPT was like, hey, Nick. Dreams sometimes can be very confusing, but here's what I think is basically, basically it told me that I'm having some internal struggle that I need to let my father go because I need to move on with my life and be a better father for your son. And I'm like, uh, I kind of looked around the room and I'm like, what the fuck? Do you start crying? Just like, yeah. like, All right. Guys, I do cry more now in my life than I have ever in my life. So mm. that feels believable that you mm. might, that might make you cry. What What do you cry about? It's random shit. Like, uh, so we've actually started kind of dabbling with church um, mm-hmm. as a family. And so the most recent of these events was uh, some, a dad was baptizing his son. And mm. like the very thought of that just for some reason uh, mm. made me get all up in my feels it's good it's good to cry sometimes i feel like you know i don't like to admit that out loud but you no, know I, it I cleanses say, the soul i suppose a little bit i will say it's okay i cried a little bit today at work um but my was i was in the middle of something i can't remember and i got a text from my grandma and my grandma said something along the lines of basically like hey you know your grandpa like looked up to you um as much as you looked up to him and i was like right mm. now at work and i'm just like <laughs> damn it and i read it and i'm like you know that like you know that like yes. blink blink but it's like you're w- wet yeah blink wet yeah and mm-hmm. i'm like your throat hurts a little bit yeah this like, isn't <laughs> yeah and it's just like it's like you've got a rock in your throat and you're trying to swallow it yeah. down a dry dry old river yeah. and I'm like, uh, and then I kept reading it, and I'm like, oh, it's getting worse, it's getting worse. And then <laughs> you're like, finally, I, and everybody, I'm like, please, nobody come talk to me right now. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, so, the person that sits next to me starts walking over. And I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not crying. You're fucking crying. I have allergies. Yeah, I have allergies. Did somebody turn something on? What do you think prompted her to send that? Just she just thought of it. I don't. You know, it was the strangest thing. Um, I don't know because I was uh, I was thinking about him in that moment too, which was very strange. I think about him pretty much every day, and I was like, "What?" That was. It was just like it wasn't so coincidental that I was like, "What happened? Mm-hmm. Hey, what happened?" Um, no, it was more of like that was random that that all happened at one time. And like, you ever just have those days where you're just kind of like, man, one bad thing could happen right now, and that could just push me over the deep end. Not like, not like hurt people, but like, hey, I could have a mental breakdown right now if something just like somebody knocked over my coffee. That could do it. Um, that was the kind of day I had today. And um, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's in a culmination mm-hmm. of things. I think it's always like, like Justin, you were talking about like, Hey, or Nick, you were talking about all the things you do in your past are just like, basically like this is debt from other parts of your life decisions that you made. Mm-hmm. And I think that I have days like that because Hey, I didn't sleep well for the past week and blah, 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 and everything else that adds up to it, to having a, so 
you know, quote unquote bad day. Mm-hmm. You had a bad day. <laughs> yeah. They so. come, they come and they go the hard days. You guys can write that yeah. down. They come and they go. <laughs> they come and they go. Is that an original quote by you? I'm, I said it here, so if you want to give me credit, that's fine. Okay. Otherwise, you know, whatever. You can take credit for it. Have you guys heard of... The uh, internet will just know you're lying. (laughs) Uh, Have you heard of cry porn before? Cry Cry porn? (laughs) No, but as you say it, I'm imagining... (laughs) Cry porn is basically like anything that makes you cry. So for me, like, if you were to play like a montage of like uh military members surprising their family coming home or uh, like surprise proposals uh, like montages of those i'll be bawling my eyes out in like five minutes but do you, do you, you keep scrolling to like keep you yeah because kind of like you said like it feels good a little bit because it's like a happy cry but like yeah. it yeah it's a fast it's a fast cry for me like it doesn't yeah. take much yeah it's premature yeah. and hard yeah <laughs> i can guys... think of uh oh hold on just one second but i if i watch field of dreams the part where he has a catch with his dad mm. every t- every single time yeah have yeah. You ever, has everybody seen that movie it's movie. been a minute but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i know what you're okay. talking about yeah yeah oh movies are an easy trigger for mm. now i that's weird to me that's new but I think being um, a girl dad specifically has done that. Not that being a boy dad didn't, but like, I don't know. It's different. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like daddy's girl. Like, yeah. like, I guess for lack of better terms there. Yeah, exactly. Yep. There's, so there's here's, a, here's a question for you guys. What, you know, subconsciously, we're always trying to make our lives more efficient. Okay. Like, like, for instance, like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, you know, always trying to figure out ways that I can get out the door quicker, you know, get, get the day started faster so that I'm not like, you know, like dropping Will off late and then feeling like I'm like going to be a few minutes late to work or whatever. Mm -hmm. What are things that you guys think that you do throughout your day that you're like, without really thinking about it, you're trying to figure out ways to make it more efficient? Uh, <clears throat> I, I, mm. Clearly nothing, right? Because if, we, if I was doing <laughs> like specific things to try and be, I'd be able to like rattle them off right now. Like I think all day long like, yeah i could be using my time better here and there you know what i'm saying like to overall have more of it more time mm-hmm. well back to bulby's talk about i always think of like my whoop and it tells me hey you have sleep debt you'll be catching up for the rest of your life basically <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you have decisions that you made 20 years ago that are well, ultimately, probably habits today mm-hmm. that are slowly you just try to wean yourself off of these habits that you mm-hmm. have. What are some of those things that you guys would say? Like, I wish I'd never started that because it's a problem today. Uh, mm-hmm. Pressing the snooze button, like, legitimately, it sounds so fucking stupid. <clears throat> but when I was in my early 20s, I think I just like fell into this habit of pressing the snooze button. And then I just have always done that. And I'm because I stay up. So I sleep or I stay up really late. I sleep like in the morning. And then that snooze, like I look forward to like, yep, I'm going to get this extra fucking whatever it is, nine minutes or seven minutes, whatever I fluctuate it to. Um, I wish I would have just stayed with a, a schedule, like a strict 6 a.m. whatever this is what time i'm getting up every single day doesn't matter you know if i were i want that discipline back you know what i mean from long ago (laughs) yeah so to 
I guess dive into that even a little bit further. If <clears throat> so, say like 6 a.m. The let's just say 6 a.m. is your target time that you would like to get up. Mm-hmm. If you had on the days that you get up right at six or right at the target time that you want, do you feel different than the days whenever you don't get up on time that you recall? Uh, if I, if I make the target, then I feel ultimately better because I've like accomplished that like micro goal. Right. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not actively making that target that I'm pretty hard on myself, like just internally, like quit being a piece of shit. Like if this is a goal that you actually have for yourself, like do it. And if you're not, then like clearly, you know, you're a problem. I guess I'm pretty hard on myself that way, but so, yeah, I guess, yeah, the old answer is yes. If I don't make the goal, then I feel off. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for instance, that, you know, here's what, here's what baffles my mind. And, you know, we're all different, whatever. But think of somebody that doesn't have a schedule, has never had a schedule, their life is like, I don't know. I just, here, here's what I'm picturing in my head. This is the way, best way to paint this picture is people that sit around and suck down Mountain Dew all day and like eat, eat candy. That's like their source of nutrients um, and do all this stuff that I'm like, I couldn't imagine like being able to function that way. Mm-hmm. But how does that happen? Like, how do I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but let's just say, how are people able to function with that kind of like, that's what they do. And they are able to be like, produce any sort of like anything outside of, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I'm picturing people that I know that cram candy in their mouth all day. And they're still performing at a level that's like higher than, you know, somebody that just like works hard gets out of that department. Yes. How does, I wonder how that works, honestly. Would it be like a functioning alcoholic or something like that? You know what I mean? Like you're just, you've gotten so used to the poison that your body is just like in your brain, you don't experience the same brain fog that you would if you just started stuffing yourself with that, because your fuel is cleaner, it's different than that. That's that person's fuel. Right. So, yeah, I don't know though. I guess it's like putting diesel in a gasoline engine, like comparable to that, where it's just like, Hey, I don't run on that. I'm going to shut down. Yeah. I would shut down, I guess, but, yeah i think bodies just adjust to it so like yeah last time we were on that like so i gave up i gave up energy drinks at new year's and then i also started waking up i didn't have a schedule like everything i would try to do or like accomplish in life whether it was like running or work or anything else was just like through sheer will like Mm -hmm. i don't need to be disciplined I mean, I wasn't like a wreck, like I had discipline, but like I was at the new year, I was like, all right, I want to see what I can do. If I like really hone down, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get up at like five every morning, mm-hmm. go to bed. And kind of like you were talking about how do people function? Like for energy drinks, I had those every day for 15 years and like one person would have one and you would see them shaking and I would have one and I'd be like, eh, I'm so kind of tired. Mm-hmm. And like, you just you you just adjust to it and now like it's yeah. weird too there that doesn't mean like it's healthy for you like when i was drinking them all the time i would crash hard during the day and ever since dropping them like i don't crash at all anymore mm-hmm. um so there's definitely perks of living a healthier more disciplined lifestyle but i think you just people just kind of will their way through the unhealthy parts although i'm sure it will take a toll in the end right yeah i agree i think 
they're they're fueled and they're they're able to function, but they're not going to be able to function as optimally for as long as like you will, Roger, because yep. you're you're doing different things that are you know that are uh, conducive to like a longer lasting <laughs> biological form, right? Yeah. I mean, I probably have other vices that'll kill me anyway, but um, sure. it's, it's no. like, it's not just like food too. I've always thought that like, and we kind of talked about this also last time about how there's just so much, uh, all of our problems now are like internal rather than external, but like outside of like food and exercise, like I think of like social media and like, people who just spend hours just like with their phone in their face, scrolling, scrolling. And to mm-hmm. me, I've always thought of like social media as fast food for the brain where it's not bad if you like, yeah. like engage in it every once in a while. But if you were like chowing down on like Facebook and TikTok and Twitter for hours, every single day, like it's going to fuck up your brain. Just like eating McDonald's every day is going to. Yeah. I will, I will say that like, probably a week and a half ago I started I downloaded like a a water drinking app to remind Mm -hmm. me to drink water um because I was always just like kind of just felt dehydrated like pretty consistently like you know like you don't drink enough water in general like I never did like I would think that like I would drink like an energy drink and then like I would drink maybe like a cup of water and then I wouldn't even think about it. And it would, hours would go by and I hadn't drank any water at all. Um, and I was like, that's got to not be good for me. Um, you know, like just running on E all the time. Yeah. And so I downloaded this app and every like, I mean, probably every 20, 20, 30 minutes, it says, hey, drink water. Um, and then it tracks how many ounces you drink. And I set mine to drink 200 ounces a day. Um, just how much is that? Like, is that? Uh, that's over a gallon over over a gallon okay yeah yeah and um i um i've started sleeping better like Mm. i started just feeling better in general i felt like my joints didn't hurt like when i was working out and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Um, lubricated yeah basically the oil for my body um that is actually a legit thing like it does help lubricate your your joints yeah Mm -hmm. but ultimately it's like what does it say what do they say it takes like six weeks or something like that to build a new habit yeah from random number like that and what's crazy is like this is probably like i feel like it's like just basically something that's going to stick with me for quite a while like i'm just always going to know like hey i have to drink this much water every day Mm -hmm. um in order to like feel good mm-hmm. and to just keep things flushed out and everything else. And um, it just brought me back to like, you know, what I was thinking about was like efficiencies, like throughout your life mm-hmm. in general and making life like, so that you're like, here's one of the things that I've been like frustrated with lately is like, I don't know if it's because I've been reading a lot of like people's success books or whatever, like, <laughs> like these books. Um, but I'm like, how, am I, you know, I think we all at some point ask ourselves the question, am I already making these decisions that will eventually like build up to like a, something really good? Mm-hmm. Um, or am I just like turning my wheels and I don't understand what I'm actually doing? Yeah, because like nine times out of 10, I feel like I'm like, I'm just turning my wheels once again, you know, like, yeah. How do you know? I mean, there you can know to a point, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you have data, if you can, if you can reasonably predict the future because of whatever data you have currently, Mm -hmm. right? That's the things you can control, I suppose, but you can only control them to some extent in terms of what are the decisions that I'm making today? How are they going to affect me positively later? You can just go on what you know now, right? Yeah. I think it's also important to like, 
a lot of books. Uh, I mean, and it's said, everyone talks about it uh, in the uh, seven habit, habits of highly effective people, like mm-hmm. it's begin with the end in mind. Uh, John Maxwell, who he had as a keynote, says like, know where to sail your boat. Stoics mm-hmm. talk about like, know which direction you're going. So I think if when we're talking about like decisions and like, are they adding up? I think it's important to know, like, all right, where am I, like, where is my boat boat pointed? Like, if you're just kind of, like, spinning your wheels, it's kind of like your boat is, like, just going in circles. But if you know, like, hey, I want to be a good dad. I want to do this in my career. I want to do, accomplish this personally. Uh, When you start thinking of those decisions you're making, everything starts to point towards those decisions and then you kind of like all right yeah like you start accomplishing those things you're like all right, i know i'm making the right decisions because like spend time with my kids i'm doing this i accomplish that so i think knowing right. where you want to go is a big part of that because yeah otherwise you're just like well yeah I'm fundamentally i do agree with, with that like point your ship in the right direction mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. for sure it's just yeah it gets into like what you were talking about you know like what are the uh the flames on the wall or what are the reflections oh yeah yeah yeah, it's like what is what is the right direction mean you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. we can say that based on whatever moral system you have set for your own life right so yeah mm -hmm. yeah and then whatever that whatever right is you know in in relation to that moral hierarchy mm-hmm. but yes being a good because okay so being a good dad for example that there's so many implications to that i mean going back to the extreme like honestly you know yeah. being a good dad means letting go of any expectations that i have for a relationship with my dad if that allows me to be a better dad that's a really heavy decision to make and like i'm going to point my ship that direction potentially however is that like the right thing to do mm-hmm you know, am I being a good dad and making a decision like that or something like that? It's, yep. Those thoughts can, you can right. feel like you're spinning your wheels, but I, I would argue, I guess, that you're still, you are, you're making a right decision and even contemplating the thought itself. Yeah. You might be, yeah, you might be going through a storm, but you're at yeah. least going in the right direction. We yeah. should probably use a different metaphor with Nick's uh, fear of, Oh yeah, boats. It's like doubly frightening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's not cool, guys. Hey, uh, I was watching the. uh, I don't remember what it's called. It was just like a horror series on Netflix the other night, Mm -hmm. and I another phobia like popped up. It was the like uh, claustrophobia. and that guy was like crawling through these rat tunnels and it was bad. I was like, I got to turn this shit off. Cause I can't fucking handle this right now. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, it was bad. Like I just felt like I was in that moment and I'm like, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, that was a sidebar. Uh, that would be another like side part to that is I just watched a trailer for, a new horror movie coming out where Russell Crowe plays a, uh, an exorcist priest. I think it's called the Pope's exorcist and it looks, it looks pretty good. looks pretty terrifying. Oh, I want to check that trailer out. Yep. He'd be pretty good nice. as a horror guy. I used to date a girl whose father was he was they were catholic and he was a priest and he was he was officially like sanctioned or trained as an exorcist and he would have to attend like these big group meetings in different cities just basically conventions i'm like shit that'd be a fascinating convention to go to an exorcist convention like Uh, stuff that goes on there that would be creepy yeah i don't know if i could do that what do you think they talk about? Like, what do you think? What do you, what do you think the breakouts are about <laughs> before, oh <my> <laughs> before <laughs> that? How to hold down your victim? Like, <laughs> how to what? not get possessed? Yeah, yeah. 
how to toss your holy water. What happens if you get uh, possessed throw up in your mouth? Oh, shoot. (laughs) Gross. What do you do? Do your friends have to like suck it out? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. They just lick it out of your mouth for you. But then they're throwing up on each other. That's the breakout. You're just like, (laughs) (laughs) you guys are vomits. The vomit sucker on the main stage this year is what we'll be rolling out. (laughs) (laughs) What to do if you notice your eyes turning red? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, um, did have you guys read much of Sebastian Younger's books? No. no. You guys should read the tribe. Yeah, we talked. You're, are you still yeah, reading? It? Talking we talked that. about it last time. Oh yeah. yeah, I finished. I finished it. It's really good. Yeah. It. Uh, well, it just kind of ends. I mean, there's not really much to like not end on, but the. Um, I do like the whole like. Just they just started walking the railroad tracks for months um up uh from like pennsylvania to like new york or wherever the hell they were going and they talked about you know just like they decided to rely on each other and all that stuff and i'm like i'm totally like down to do that kind of stuff like i would rather live my life like that Mm -hmm. where i'm just like go from like one mindless task to another one because i feel like you learn more um Mm -hmm. in those moments than you do like oh hey i'm you know working on a computer all day i Mm -hmm. learn more by saying like hey let's go see how far we can walk today yeah and go from there know that the uh uh the uh which cherokee they were Back in the day, they were expected to be able to run up to 100 miles a day, run up to 100 miles a day. Like he talks about, he talks about that in there. It's like the, because they were like, that's how they were always able to like, they stay alive for how long they did or last as long as they did, like Native Americans in general, Mm -hmm. because they never like had a home base really. They just Mm -hmm. always, like picked up camp and like moved down the road and they could be with, they could be a hundred miles away in a day just by all moving on foot. Um, which is fucking crazy. Like, especially when you consider having all your shit. Oh yeah. Got a TP or dragon through the fucking trees. Yeah. I imagine they probably just found the next place and like, yeah, build a new TP. Hunker down for a bit. Yeah, my buddy and I were just talking the other night about our hiking trip that we went on a few years ago. Like, holy shit, we only went like 13 miles out and back. It was like our longest hike, but it was kind of sucked. And we just had these massive packs that we didn't need to have because uh, we did not stay out that night. Um, but it was like, damn, I can't imagine. Yeah, you go fucking 90 more miles <laughs> yeah you know with a pack probably worse than that <clears throat> yeah we did that 50 mile march this summer and that was like i wasn't like exhausted it was more of like i was tired um mm-hmm. but but i could have kept going if if i had like my feet were like conditioned to keep going i would have mm-hmm. in general if we'd been like walking and they're like okay we're gonna set up tent here i'd need to like set up tent there for a couple days to like recuperate and then start walking again yeah but did you use kinda... like did you get any special hiking boots for that or did you just use whatever you had? i i bought go ruck the go ruck boots mm-hmm. i had two two pair of them and i'd swap them out every time we would stop so like basically every 10 miles yeah nice. change my socks change that I still lost both big toenails in the deal. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they fell off. <clears throat> and that wasn't until like a month later they felt finally fell off. Huh. Yeah. Ouchie. <clears throat> yeah, that was that was a good one though. Hmm. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long did you think to grow back? Uh, they're just now getting back to normal. So this was July last year. So it's been seven sure. months, six, seven months. And is the skin underneath them super sensitive or is it just regular? No, it, was just, it was just dead. Like hmm. the toenail, toenail was there. It was just like the toenail had died and mm-hmm. it was like the skin had healed underneath it. So if I, if I had ripped it off earlier, probably it would have been like super like painful. Um, but since I just left it on there and just let it kind of heal. What, what is the purpose of nails? I don't know. That's a good question. Cause like people, <laughs> I think people that, I think people that do like ultra marathons, they eventually just have them removed. I think like mm. big toenails. Yeah. Yeah, why do we have these? What do what do we have nails for? You know, I have... ask Chat Chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm on it. It's yeah. Huh. Here we go. <clears throat> why do humans have toenails? Go on, Chat GPT. Humans have toenails for several reasons, including protection. Toenails provide protection to the toes from potential injuries such as cuts, scrapes, and impacts. Grip and balance. Toenails help to grip surfaces and maintain balance when walking, running, or climbing. Sensory feedback. Toenails toenails also contain nerve endings that provide sensory feedback, allowing us to sense and respond to different pressures and textures under our feet. Heat dissipates. Dissipation toenails also aid in regulating body temperature by allowing excess heat to dissipate through the nail bed. In summary, while toenails may seem like a minor detail, they play an important role in protecting, stabilizing, and aiding in your mobility and sensory perception. The excess heat through the nail bed, I can understand that, but climbing, who the hell is climbing barefoot up <laughs> a mountain and then like kicks their foot into the and then the mouse like, all right, got a grip now. Got my toenails. Like, it, it, yes, and has the toenails such that they can actually grip with it. Like, I'm gonna dig my fucking toenail into this tree now. <laughs> I wonder if it's not because it keeps like the, like if you didn't have a toenail, like your toe could eventually just like, like the mate, yeah, just like sink backwards. But I'm since gonna... the toenail's there, it holds it in place. Or like when you step, like you're, like the meat presses up against it. Stop say meat. Well, you said meat. I know, I didn't mean to. When we <laughs> hug, my meat presses up against it. That's the um, same with your, like your fingernails too, though. Like Right. Yeah. I think yeah. if you didn't, huh. like, like if you didn't have, well, fingernails, I could see that's important. I use my fingernails all the time. But toenails, like these bitches need to come off. I don't like my uncle has a few fingertips missing from he stuck his hand in a snowblower when he was a kid. And uh, it's not like. Imagine what that snow looked like. Oh, God. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) Drop their french fries and ketchup in the snow. Uh, Yeah, it's like peppermint. Um. But it's not like his fingers are getting shorter, though, because there's no fingernails. Like, they've stayed the same length. And they're not, like, right at the bone. So, I don't know. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It's not like we use them to, like, tear meat apart. You know, like, yeah. kick, kick prey. Kind of like the appendix. If you just saw somebody doing that, there's fucking... Big yeah, ass long they're getting after yeah. it. At a restaurant. That... You're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? This Texas Roadhouse is different. You ever thought about doing it for your guitar? Nick, I've seen guitar players like grow out their fingernails and use those as like picks. Yeah, those are guys that play classical guitar and they're doing a lot of finger picking. That's nasty. <laughs> 
Bring your cookie. That sounds. That's got my filth of the day in it. Yeah. No, I've seen that. People do it with their thumbnail yeah. and their po- pointer fingers. Usually that's where it's usually at because you can flick the string a little bit easier. Mm. Hmm. Do you think people would automatically assume that you're a finger picker or that you that sneak out the bathroom weird. and I saw that, yeah. use those to fill your nose with coke? Be a bugger hook. Be a bugger hook. <laughs> bugger hooker. The um, I don't know, but I um, I don't think they're necessary. I almost was like, you know, I just take these bitches off because they're gonna fall off again next year when I do this again. <clears throat> I will tell you though, after like walking that far, your body like you've had to like compensate so much for like pain in different parts of your body that your body just kind of like gives up eventually. And it's just like, (laughs) this is just how life is now. (laughs) This This is what we're doing. This is really, it's really confused. And I've never been so hungry in my life as whenever we were walking that far. Um, And I just kept consuming and consuming Mm -hmm. and consuming um calorie after were, calorie you realize you were eating the person next to you and they were like <laughs> they're like ah, you're, snack, you're snacking you, on me you come to and you're like oh my god joe <laughs> joe why are you, you laying on me so and you're tearing them apart with your fingernails yes. just like, <laughs> he's like nick what are you doing hey bulby bulby share Share with us some of the things that you experienced whenever you went to Peru, right? Mm, the Amazon? Yeah. I, mean, I can share a lot of things. Yeah, share, share with mm-hmm. us some things that you tore apart with your talons. That what? Oh, that, that you... tore apart with my talons? Yeah. You said? Uh, we, like, as far as eating... Uh, some of the highlights were we came across these uh, specific kind of like uh, they're big like nuts basically and they're called there's a special grub and they're called the the candies of the Amazon and so <laughs> you that crack open these big nuts what with I call your... mine too <laughs> <laughs> the candies of the Amazon yeah. <laughs> uh, okay sorry I'm uh, sorry no, no, it was a very traumatizing experience for him. We're talking to the dentist, right? Last time I went to the dentist, he made me taste uh, the candies. Yeah. Candy. No. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, no. So you break them open with your machete, and then there's these thick, like, juicy grubs in there that have a black head, and you pull them out. And I had seen online other people eating them, and you just, like, bite into them. You hold them by the head and bite into them. And they taste like a coconut flavored gusher. Like mm-hmm. you bite into them, they pop, and it's just like. <clears throat> but my guide, uh, well, I had two guides, and they're both like both grew up in the Amazon, both local. They're like, no, just pop the whole thing in your mouth. I'm like, all mm-hmm. right. So I did it, and you can feel it like squirming in your mouth, and you're eating it. And then the part I wasn't ready for was when I bit into the head, and it was just this nasty oh. crunch, like. <clears throat> Uh, after that, I just held the head and I bit the body off. <clears throat> uh, what was the What was the name of it? I, I'll have to look it up again. If you just search "candies of the Amazon" and like "rub," you'll find it. We, so, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was uh, just going to say bugs. Yeah. Bugs well, are uh, they fascinate me in terms yeah. of like food source? Because I think like pound for pound, they're oh, actually packed with protein, mm-hmm. like yeah good nutrients and it's weird that we don't consume them but it it's because they're fucking weird but um yeah anyway it, the subject kind of fascinates me a little bit uh <clears throat> did you find him nick um no okay i'll, I'll find him. uh another thing we, we caught this massive massive toad and <laughs> I we we caught it, we clubbed it, we put it on the boat, 
and then we found another one. We were doing, we were riding along the river at night, which is kind of terrifying because like, obviously it's the Amazon. So the river has crocodiles, it has predators on the sand and you can't see. Is that it? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's them. (laughs) So don't eat the head. Just bite Uh the head. Throw the head away. Yep. Throw the head away. Yeah. The head looks like a belly button. Don't you. Probably tastes the same too. Uh, but so we one massive toad, and then we were What's going massive? along the river banks. Me like a, I mean, it's like it's big, like a and football. A, a bit, bit yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Probably a little bit smaller, but yeah. Okay. And I was like, oh, there's another one. You guys like we want to get that one because we had basically we caught a shit ton of piranha, and that's what our main source of food was. Um, and then. We were just getting other things to like kind of supplement it. And I was like, there's another toad. Do you want to get that? And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. If you eat that, you die within 15 minutes. And I was oh. like, it's the same fucking toad. And I was like, shit, like you. I, how, did they, I how did they know? Uh, the markings on it. Wow. Yep. That's that right there is about <clears throat> millennia of just like knowledge oh, that's been passed yeah. through the village. Yep. But catching prawn was pretty wild, too. Like, you hear, like, when you go fishing, you try not to make a lot of noise, too, because you don't want to scare away the fish. Mm-hmm. To catch piranha, you actually uh, thrash your pole in the water to mimic a dime animal, and then all the piranha come, like, swimming towards there. And we would just use raw oh, meat, shit. and you would dip it in, and within seconds, you would have this, like, chomping piranha on your line. And wow. like, taking the hook out of those is terrifying because, like, it is like the one they grunt. They they actually make audible grunting noises, <laughs> and two, they're biting down on the metal hook and they're just making this clanking noises, biting on the hook and grunting. You're like, fuck! And so, like, you're just trying to like unhook it and like, oh man, it is wild. They taste so, good though. Did you get much meat oh. off of those? Like, are they big? uh they're not huge but like i would say if you have like we would have for every meal like three or so maybe Hmm. two two to four i would depending how big you get and that'd be yeah what what did they taste like they are pretty much scavengers right they're just gonna eat whatever Mm -hmm. they can eat and also they live in i mean the amazon river is pretty murky muddy yeah mm-hmm. I yeah i mean it's like i would say we didn't have a lot of seasoning so when we we just brought water and it was like <clears throat> eight hours we took an eight hour river we took our boat eight hours into the amazon and made camp there so like we weren't near any settlements we didn't have like spices or anything like that so we had a pretty we smoked them mm-hmm. and then that was about it. And they, like, I thought they actually tasted good, but right. uh, it, it was like, speaking of the Amazon river, we actually, I had heard rumors that not rumors, but I heard like some locals just drink straight from the river. Good. And I was asking my guides about that because we were swimming at this like waterfall. And well, one, I went during the low season the Amazon has like a low season and a high season and it can make a change of like 30 feet of water. Whoa. And he's like, Oh, this is so cool that we can like swim at this waterfall <clears throat> during the low season. I was like, Oh, why is that? He's like, well, during the high season, this area is full of crocodiles. And this <laughs> is a, a, like swimming and like splashing and like, <laughs> like, why are you telling me a hor- like one of us is going to get like plucked down and just disappear. Uh, and <laughs> I was like, I heard like some people just drink straight from the river. And I was like, is that true? He's like, yeah. He's like, I mean, just depends on how strong your stomach is. And he's like, we're at a river. We're at a waterfall where it's like running over the rocks. And he's like, if you want to try it, this would be the best place to do it. And like, we're still eight hours away. I was like, shit, if I get like diarrhea sick or diarrhea, like it's going to suck. But I was like, I'm not going to be here again anytime soon, if ever. And so it took like a few big gulps. I probably have a like some kind of bacteria in my brain or some kind of uh, yeah, like, <laughs> immediately blows right your asshole out. 
it was actually it tasted kind of sweet. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, that's the taste of alien in your body. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. You're laying in bed and your fucking stomach's going to explode. One of these days, probably. Or at work. Bulby, you just You just start thrashing at your desk. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> You're texting. Ah! It's happening. It's happening. I'm like, no, keep it over there. Yeah. <laughs> The scariest thing, though, was definitely, like, I know I told Nick about it. I don't know how much you know about it, Justin, but, like, we, so, like, yeah, took eight hours, went eight hours deep into the jungle, and then most of the first day out there, it was three days, uh, was, like, building, they slept kind of under a tarp, and uh, they had, like, a, it was a tarp on the ground and a tarp above them. Uh, for me, we went a little bit deeper into the jungle, so I wasn't near them. And we built like a shelter out of just like local wood and plants and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so the first night, I just remember like walking to my little shelter and I get down and I'm laying in it. And one, I was sleeping with my machete in my hand because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is out here. And two, I was like, my bed was elevated. And I remember waking up at two in the morning. I'm like, fuck, how do I know, not know there's like a, every single snake is so poisonous out there. I was like, yes. if I put my feet down, I'm just going to get bit in the ankle. And so yeah. I remember I lifted up my mosquito net and I peered underneath to make sure there wasn't a snake. And then I was like, well, that was the most stupid thing I've ever done. So I'm getting bit in the ankle. I was about to get bit, bit in the face. In the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, uh, that was kind of freaky, and you just get used to it. The other freaky thing was also on that first night, I woke up to this really heavy sniffing going around my tent, oh, and I was oh. I couldn't see outside the mosquito net, and it could have been a million things. But we did find uh, jaguar prints not far from, like from camp in the mud. So I was like, this is it. I'm gonna get pulled out and uh, <laughs> sniff them again. And people are gonna be like, "Oh, he went camping in the Amazon. He got eaten by a jaguar." Well, yeah, no, no fucking shit. Why would he do that? That's like, but what? Hey, what? What would you? What would you rather? Probably fight off a jaguar or was there giant spiders there? Oh yeah, we saw. They're so fast, <sighs> so fast, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah, that. Like the first time you saw, like, how big were they? Like, show me with your hands. I mean, like, they're like, I like bigger than my hand for sure. Like, were you when you first saw one like that big? Were yeah. you like, I got to get the fuck out of here? No, I actually wanted to get closer. <laughs> really? Yeah, because yeah. I like you just see it. It's almost kind of like when you're watching a scary movie and they hear a noise in the basement, and you're like, "Don't go down there, stupid." It's but kind of like that. Where it's like, don't get to go down there. Yeah, yeah, and then they go down there, and it's kind of like you see this massive, wild, like, tarantula, and you're like, I probably shouldn't get closer, but I kind of want to see it closer. And uh, they're always more scared of you still than you are of them, so they usually disappear pretty fast. I was, the thing I was most scared of out of everything were crocodiles. Mm -hmm. Just because they're so, they're so aggressive and just so violent that like if you get caught you're it's not like a shark where they take a taste out of you and like you can swim back to shore like if a crocodile gets a hold of you like it's gonna eat you that's it like yeah you're done yeah but it doesn't give a fuck if you're dead as you're like going down its gullet i think it just Mm -hmm. i don't think it cares if you're dead no yeah well it will will drown you it will drown you but yeah fuck that dude Dude. if i would have seen the spider i would have been like yeah i don't think this is for me guys (laughs) right i'm with you because that's all i would have thought about i never would have slept the whole time we you would have been in the amazon like i wouldn't have been Mm. like waking waking up at two in the morning like oh hey i'll check no i would have been awake the whole time um like i would have been like hey i need a fucking assault rifle (laughs) (laughs) i um... (laughs) am I didn't wake up to any spiders. I did wake up to a massive, massive 
Amazon cockroach that had made it inside my little bed area. And it was like on top of the mosquito net, like looking mm-hmm. down at me. And I was like, oh, oh. What if it just landed on your face? I, it probably would have landed in my mouth. Ooh. I would have been like gagging. It would have just like, yeah. Crawled into your fucking stomach. <laughs> and shit everywhere. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It drains in the wrong water throat. hole. This yeah. Is inside of you. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I don't know that I would choose that place to go to, but I respect that you did. I mean, that. I'm, <clears throat> I'm thinking like Egypt, you know, like I'd go to Egypt and go hang out in Cairo yeah, or something cool. like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, going to, yeah, after like going to Afghanistan and seeing like camel spiders and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like camel, camel spiders are like, it looks like a fucking alien. Like that's what it looks like. And they're fucking ginormous. Uh, not really. Like they would probably if you like provoked it, mm-hmm. but it's more like, I mean, it, it lives in the ground and mm-hmm. it tries to like stay cool. And really it just like, you don't see them very often. They come out at night. Um, I have a picture of like a massive one that was outside my room one night when I came out, I fucking murdered it with a sledgehammer. Um, but they they'll latch onto like camels that's why they call them camel spiders because they latch Uh, on and and they suck the blood out of the camel do do people ever eat them not that i know of hey you want to hear a fucking crazy story so the what what's that is that the cockroach no it's a camel spider yeah i got a picture of one too um but so whenever I went to Iraq, they, I went with a bunch of people that had been there like during the surge. Um, mm-hmm. And so in like 2003, basically, mm-hmm. and they were like, yeah, the last, the last time we were here, this is where the Baghdad zoo was at. And he said, they were like, yeah, and we were bombing Baghdad. And he was like, so we basically like, all these wild animals were loose, like from the zoo. Um, and he was like, so we weren't like, he's like, we weren't up against, he was like, we killed a fucking lion and ate it right here. Oh, and, he, and he was like, what else were we going to do with it? And I was like, that's true. Like, you're not going to like try to like contain it. And he was like, there was fucking the craziest shit that you wouldn't even think. And it, it, him telling this, it was better him telling the story because obviously he lived it but um it was just like could you imagine like you're in a war zone you're like fighting an enemy and then a fucking lion comes out of nowhere just like you're like what the fuck dude if imagine imagine omaha goes to shit the russians made it here and the the, zoo, the zoo gets like bombed, it gets wrecked, the animals get out, we'd be fucked. Or the people in that area would be. Well, my area? Like close by me? Yeah. Yes, yes. You're screwed, dude. <laughs> there you go. Get out of there. No, that's, like uh, Manji, The old one. Nick would be like still giving a training for Hello Garage and all of a sudden a, a rhino comes out of just, nowhere and just like hey. <laughs> hey, here's here's the here's the one from that I saw outside my Dude. No. Nope. Nope. Look how long I'm those a... legs are. Ugh. I'm not a yeah. fan of spiders. And they, they, they get up on their hind legs and they hiss at you. Like, <sighs> like it's just like they're they're pretty much harmless. I never had any in my like room or anything like that. But um it was like there was just places that like if somebody was like, "Hey, you gotta crawl into there," you're like, "Fuck off! I ain't crawling into there. <laughs> That's stupid." <laughs> do, do spiders offer anything other than suffering to the world? What is it? What value do we have in spiders, or do spiders bring to the table? You kill other insects. Fucking, that's the only argument people talk about. Is there another better way to get rid of insects? Yeah, fucking flamethrower. <laughs> flamethrower, fucking fog machine. 
Bowlby, on that I trip, guess. how many how many tarantulas would you say you saw while you're there? Like a handful. They're not like it's funny. You can actually walk through the jungle for hours and not see anything. Like it's not oh. only it's not until you like learn how to walk quietly and like slowly, so you're not scaring stuff away. That's when you start to see things. But mm. even then, uh, they hear and see you well before you see them. So I, I saw like a handful, but I mean, I saw pretty much besides the Jaguar, I saw pretty much everything I wanted to see, but um, it's not like the jungle is just overflowing with animals left and right. Like you mm-hmm. just, you have to be kind of patient. <laughs> so it's probably like walking through a timber here. It's like you might, mo- you might see a squirrel if the squirrel wants you to see it basically. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. most exciting thing I saw in, I think it was Wyoming, a hike in Wyoming was a marmot. We were like, ooh, yay, we saw something. <laughs> a marmot? Yeah. Oh, that's everything I've ever wanted to see. I mean, it was <laughs> different. It was, yeah. What was, the, was, cool, what was the coolest thing that you saw? Baldy. Mm. To be honest, it was just the scenery. Like, I felt like multiple times I felt like I was on a movie set because the scenery really was, like, just this fantasy land of a riot of green plants and just trees and things you've never imagined before and vines hanging everywhere. Just being in the jungle itself was the coolest the coolest mm. thing uh-huh what what guys, um go ahead justin i was gonna say have you guys heard this like they're realizing this is like kind of man-made situation or a result of like agriculture from some of these civilizations that they're finding in the amazon or ancient sites <laughs> i have heard of, i haven't read really deep into it but i have heard about that yeah Pretty gnarly. It's kind of crazy to think about it, as you described, just how kind of overwhelming it sounds or mm-hmm. was for you. <clears throat> yeah. But, what about the what about the uh, almost life or death situation that you're in while you were there climbing the trees? Oh shit! Yeah, we were really? like the cool thing about being in Peru was that like this place. I didn't sign any. Like it was a. It had won awards in Peru, but it was very lax on just like regulations. Like I said, they just hired locally and then just let you go do whatever you want to do. And so we were just hiking through the jungle and we found this big tree. It's a certain kind of tree where like it, it's just full and full of branches. And they're like, do you want to climb it? And I was like, yeah. And so we got like 25 feet up in this tree and my guide one stayed on the ground, one I was following. He, he had to jump to the next branch. And I was like, man, I didn't see how you did that. <clears throat> or pretty high up. I think I'm just going to stay here. And the guy below is like, no, 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 we, go, we can go a lot higher. And so I watched him do the jump. I made it. Then we went up like 35, 40 feet. And we were just kind of like enjoying the view. So we started to go back down. And they're wrapping around the tree. So I'm kind of by myself. And I reach out, I get to the jump point and I reach out and I'm trying to grab this tree above my head and in front of me and I grab it. But before I can kind of like push off my feet slip, because we had to wear these thick Mm. rubber boots, like up to our knees to protect us from bites and my feet slip. And then I just completely lose my footing. And so now I'm just hanging like 25 feet, like up in the air with just nothing but like me in the ground damn it and i was like part of me was like should i just let go i was like no if i let go i'm either gonna like break both of my legs or i'm gonna die like there's yeah yeah. and uh so i'm just hanging there and like my heart's pounding and so i just start swinging myself and i can barely like catch my toe on like the back branch behind me and uh then I'm able to like pull myself back and I did the jump right the next time, but I was like shaking by the time I got on the ground. Yeah. 
you're like, I don't want to do that again. And no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I would, I mean, you can go, you can do Amazon tours and not do the crazy, like, build your own shelter. I would recommend, like, families go out there. It's it's mm-hmm. such a just unique and cool place that uh, you may die. You know, you might get eaten by something spiders or jaguars or crocodiles spiders and jaguars it's a thing like they'll just kind of like Mm, gather together and carry your body away the like the bullet ants are out there those have like Mm -hmm. arguably the most painful bite in the world uh i freaked out because i was we were on a hike and my guide was in he was in front of me and he was having me practice with my machete. And it's so wild because I thought you could just swing your machete and knock any, anything down. But like there's uh, the angle of how you hold the machete, how you angle your arm, and then like where you're, how you're, where you're hitting the plant with your blade. It's mm-hmm. like two different things. And when you get that right, you can cut through a blade of grass or you can cut through a branch like butter. And so he was having me practice and I knocked down this stock and it fell on me and I didn't realize it, but it was teeming with these massive black ants. And so then I started freaking out and he was looking at me. He's like, Oh no, no, those are fine. Those are harmless. Huh. Uh, and then like five minutes later, he knocked down the stock and it had a hornet's nest on it. Oh, and he no. got stung. I ran the other way. He got mm-hmm. stung on the hand a couple of times and his two of his fingers ballooned up kind of like, when you like blow into a doctor's glove no way yeah Um, i I was like uh what happens if we get uh bit by like stung or like bit he's like they're like we have jungle medicine you'll be fine yeah nice some jungle medicine jungle medicine he's talking about peyote yeah some of that toad venom that you guys collected yeah, we'll help you go to sleep and never wake up because yeah, you won't survive. But right. uh, was there any was there anything before you started that they were like, hey, if you see this, you should you need to let us know or no, like get away. They just said always be looking where you're stepping. Just be very mm-hmm. cognizant of where you're stepping. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about bugs, though, it also reminded me of uh, the Amazon natural insect repellent. And so that is, they, there are all these massive termite nests around and they're high up in the trees to avoid the flood when it comes during the high season. And if there's one you can reach, what you do is you take your machete and you slice it open and then you put your hand over the part of the nest that you just sli- sliced open. And then all the termites come like pouring out and they like swarm on your hand and then you mush them up and then you spread them on your body. And that uh, that actually was more effective than deep. It feels you, like a you troll did you did this. You say it. it feels what like a troll as you say it. Like oh gonna, right. <laughs> hey yeah. man, go yeah. slice that thing open. Yeah right. Put yeah. your hand over it. Bob. Yeah, and then put your hand over it. <laughs> let those things crawl all over you. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's surprising me. Yeah, if you would have if you would have died could you imagine like your family trying to like figure out where you're at mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how long were eight, you there total uh eight days seven nights and how many nights in the amazon itself like, uh it was four days three nights so you stayed in that makeshift thing for four three nights mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at any point where you like I kind of over this. Uh, it was. I'm glad I did it. Unless a friend wanted to really do it again, I probably wouldn't do it again. It was so physically demanding because when we were, we had to be very specific about what trees we used because, like, everything in the Amazon can potentially kill you. Like, some trees had, uh, like, they pointed out one tree and they're like, here, tap on this tree. And so I tap on it. And then out of nowhere, all these massive red fire ants would come streaming out of the tree in a hole I didn't see. And they would converge on the spot you were tapping. And like, they just have this relationship with a tree where like the tree lets the ants live in it. And then the ants protect the tree. 
And so we had to be really specific about what trees we used. And so we would just chop them down and they'd be massive, like pieces of lumber. And we would just like one person in front, one person in back would hoist them on our shoulders. And then we take them to the boat and then we throw them in the boat and we have to take it to the campsite. And we'd have to go to another huge spot uh, with massive trees to cut down the branches for the roof. And it was just a full day of just nonstop physical labor. Like I had these massive open like blisters on my hands because I wasn't used to like using like a machete for an entire day. Um, And then you had these, these massive. I was was like, fuck, like this is, it was definitely so much more intensely physical and challenging with that Mm -hmm. than I thought it was going to be. So I don't think I would do it again. I'm glad I did it. I would do it again if I'd never done it. But I would have to have a friend be like, man, I really, really want to do this. And then I'd probably do it. But by myself, probably not. Did uh, And then you had the massive, like, big boots on too, right? So it was like, were those like, could you, were they breathable? Or was it like, hey, this is like really hot on my legs, like all the time? Um, it's just hot in general out there i didn't really notice them okay so how much water did you have to like take with you to like intake Mm -hmm. all the time like i bet you drink a shitload of water yeah we we drank a lot of we are we also brought a lot of water with us we brought two big jugs of it Uh uh-huh but yeah you drink a lot of water because you sweat and you burn it's like three times the amount of calories you normally do just because of the constant like heat and sweat and just work all day and eat grubs at night that's Mm -hmm. perfect perfect replenishment yeah (laughs) eat piranha (laughs) (laughs) have you ever seen strange strange wilderness Uh -uh. Mm -mm. (laughs) they fucking they basically it's a spoof movie with steve zahn in it they like are out in the Amazon and their buddy like gets eaten by piranhas and they're like so they gather up all the piranha and then they cook them and eat them and they're like fish fuckers you ate our buddy <laughs> and, then they're like, and then they're like wait if they ate dick then we're eating then we're dick. eating oh my god and everybody starts spitting it out yeah it's pretty good yeah pretty cool well fellas I think uh that was Gonna call her call her night on that one. It's nine twenty. Yeah. That was a good conversation. Yeah, yeah. that's good. My yeah. Well, thanks a lot, folks, for tuning in this week, and thank you, Nick Bowlby, for sharing your story of the Amazon in Peru and uh, coming back not mutilated. So um, that you know, that you know. All right, guys. Well, I uh, will let you go, and we'll we'll talk to you when we talk to you. All right. Well, later. See you, Solomon J. Later.